don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. Near-death experiences are intensely vivid and often life-transforming experiences. Many of these instances occur under extreme psychological conditions such as trauma, ceasing of brain activity, deep general anesthesia, or cardiac arrest. In these cases, no awareness or sensory experiences of any kind should be possible according to prevailing views in neuroscience. These events share broad commonalities, becoming pain-free, seeing a bright light at the end of a tunnel, or detaching from one's body and floating above it, and even flying off into space. Why the mind should experience the struggle to sustain its operations in the face of a loss of blood flow and oxygen as positive and blissful rather than as panic-inducing remains a mystery. In this episode, we will explore one such story. What happens to us when we die? Scientists say that physical death is the end of life. Religions believe that our souls are immortal, but where we go depends on what we did in life. On February 28, 2018, 35-year-old London paramedic Adam Tapp was in his shop doing some wood etching. He got a little careless with his wood etching tool and was electrocuted when the device sent 12,000 volts into his body. His heart stopped for approximately 11 and a half minutes. Tapp said that all of his senses were immediately overwhelmed. It was one of the most excruciatingly painful things that he had ever experienced. As luck would have it, Adam had a friend with him, Mark Wilson, who had recently taken a high-voltage safety course. Mark disconnected the device and then called for Adam's wife, Stephanie. Stephanie was a cardiac registered nurse. Stephanie and Mark started CPR and called 911 immediately. Two of Adam's paramedic co-workers quickly arrived. They drilled a hole into Adam's shoulder bone for drug access. At that point, they gave him a penifrine and defibrillated him twice before bringing him back to the land of the living. Adam woke up six hours later intubated in an intensive care unit. After being dead for more than 11 minutes, Adam was resuscitated and fell into a coma for that six hours. But while he was essentially dead to the world, he said that he had a profound experience. Adam said that he felt a frequency wash over him, and he saw what looked like gasoline on water with all these geometric shapes and patterns. Something was communicating with him through his thoughts and feelings and emotions. He said, I wasn't Adam. I wasn't a paramedic. I wasn't anything. It was just like the raw form of consciousness where I was just existing very happily and pleasantly. 
I just started fading into the fabric of the universe. It was so warm and peaceful and pleasant. When Adam eventually woke up from his six-hour coma, his sense of time was a bit confused. But what was more surprising is that he didn't feel quite at home in his body. It actually took him a while to feel comfortable in his body again, just breathing, he was so hyper-aware of having to take a breath. It took Adam a couple of months, he just felt so foreign in his body. According to Adam, the experience was indescribable, adding that it took him a while to be able to put it into words. He said that what he took away from it is this absolute, unequivocal feeling that death is supposed to happen. It might not be pleasant, and we might not want it, but it is supposed to happen, and it is, very literally, a necessary part of all life. As fearful as these moments are for people, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually deeply beautiful. However dramatic near-death experiences may be, they offer no proof of an afterlife, skeptics say. Sean Carroll is a physicist who has participated in public debates about the afterlife. Carroll, the author of The Particle at the End of the Universe, says life after death is dramatically incompatible with everything that we know about modern science. He says people who claim that a soul persists after death would have to answer some other questions. For example, what particles make up the soul? What holds them together? And how does it interact with the ordinary matter? Carroll says that the only evidence of afterlife experiences is a few legends and sketchy claims from unreliable witnesses, plus a bucket load of wishful thinking. We are made of atoms. When you die, it's like a candle being put out or turning off a laptop. There's no substance that leaves the body. That's a process that stops. That's how the laws of physics describe life. Others, such as former hospice volunteer William Peters, says that he has had such an experience and is convinced that they're real. His encounter altered his course of his life. He eventually founded the Shared Crossing Project a group based in Santa Barbara, California, which offers counseling, research, and classes to educate people about afterlife experiences. Some physicians say that our bodies release endorphins during traumatic times. These endorphins are our body's natural way to deal with the pain and can possibly cause hallucinations that may be interpreted as near-death experiences. No matter which side that you are on, it is a lot to take in. to 
Say 